Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Take that right in the eye. <laughs> Ooh, a little stab in the belly. Does that feel good? Hey, honey. What's what's this? This? Yeah. This is a representation of my enemies. What are you doing? Well, I'm, it's it's a poppet. That's the proper name. A poppet? Name. What? What? Wait you know, a like second. a voodoo doll. You're doing voodoo? Is this a pin that's in it. in their eye? Well, that's it's just one. Just one. Okay. Who is your enemy? What are you doing? <sighs> I asked that already, but I would like a more explicit explanation, please. Look, there are just some toxic people in the world, and if there's a toxic person in my life, the thing to do is to, you know... Do black magic on them? (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) I would imagine there's something about, you know, that whole, like, turn the other cheek, or at least some kind of a zen, you know, meditation you could do. Oh, yeah. I Kindness. Mean, do you think Compassion. that Wait a, a second. ninja Jedi Zen master is going to go doing voodoo You're right. Witchcraft? Just get me my lightsaber. I'll take care of this in <laughs> one swift stroke. <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I'm actually advocating something completely different here. Ah. Yeah, because I, I think that the whole... You've done something I don't like, or you're not a nice person. Let me just do something bad to you. Hasn't really worked for the past however many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years in human history. Okay, I guess there's something to that. Look at human history, and it's kind of I'll hit you, and then you hit me back, and then we hit each other, and we keep doing that sometimes for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. But do you even have that many toxic people in your life? Well, not really. I was just practicing just in case. (laughs) But we used to. You know what? I have to say, this is, I've got to be really clear with this. Okay. The word toxic is a really strong word. It's a really strong word. It's very strong. And I think everybody's been a toxic person at least one time in their life. Whoa. Turn it around, lady. But that's well, true. Actually, we've been called a toxic people at one point. We all go through points two. in our life where we might have huge stress on us and somebody else might not even know that. And we have had stress on us where we've reacted in ways that I wish I could take back. But at the time, that's the developmental place I was at. I was not some zooby zooby meditator person at the time. And I made bad decisions and I hurt people. So maybe what you're saying is that instead of me laying down a blanket, toxic person kind of label, stamp, (laughs) I should look a little bit deeper into this. Well, yeah, because everybody makes mistakes in their life. And sometimes people make mistakes repeatedly or there's things going on that we can't know. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we should allow other people to take it out on us but i don't think we should take it back out on them okay so it's not about being a punching bag but it's about seeing that 
But when I label somebody toxic, then that's kind of the end of my experience with them because pretty much everything they do is going to come through that filter of my label. If instead I say, well, gosh, okay, you made me really own it there. We turn it around and say, maybe there's times that we have been toxic in other people's eyes. Then maybe I won't even apply that label onto somebody of toxic, but I'll say, what's going on in their life? What are the reasons that they may be lashing out at the people around them or treating people with unkindness or whatever it is? Okay. Here is my simplified version in my brain okay. of how I think is a positive way to look at it, which is there are what we would consider negative, and this is different for each person, and there's a sliding scale. There are negative relationships and negative communication, and there are positive relationships and positive communication. And I kind of think a lot of times, especially in the standard American culture, we have been taught, how can I get rid of what I don't want? How can I be done with the negative instead of the flip side, which is how can I cultivate more of the positive? How can I focus my energy on the things that fill me up, on the relationships and the communications that are positive? And how can I be a positive force for that kind of living? And I think when we do that, we start to drastically change how we intake and view things that happen to us and events become something other than just this black or white, it was bad, it was good, it was toxic, it was happy. Okay, so most of our work has to do with this concept of transformation, if I may call it that. Our work? Your design? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so instead of just looking at something and pushing it away, mm -hmm. can we transform it? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And can we stay focused on the things that are positive because once you do and you start to notice, yeah, I really enjoy being with this person or that was a really nice way to communicate with my spouse, then you start to see, A, when you're having negative communications or negative relationships and B, the things that lead you towards having a more positive experience. All right. So as I look at this more carefully, I'm going to see that inevitably in life, there's going to come up people who just rub me wrong, who don't like me for some reason, who are having a terrible time in their life, whatever. Or is... just don't like anybody or anything uh, at that point in time. Right. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be treating me what I perceive as pretty unkindly. When that happens, I have that choice. Am I going to label them as toxic or am I going to look at What's creating that dynamic? And, well, it seems to me like one of the big things that often maybe is creating that dynamic is when I give people power over me. Yeah, that's true. We do that a lot. And especially with people who are close to us, I think. And that's really hard because we can't step back and see kind of clearly oh, yeah, what's that's happening. Tough. And we have often with anyone that we have a close relationship, it doesn't necessarily have to be intimate. It could just be someone you work with, but you worked with them for the last 20 years. We develop patterns and habits that we maybe don't even see anymore. Mm -hmm. So I remember in my teens driving around and, you know, I, I didn't look, well, anyway, I didn't dress like a good proper adult or anything. And How so, did you dress? 
Well, I, I, don't I mean, know first if I of all, wanted... you have long hair, right? And I'm... it was much more red back then, so that kind of stood out. Yeah, let's just start with the long hair, which was kind of interpreted as hippie-ish. And so, I sometimes would get people calling me names or giving me the finger, and we've all probably experienced this on the road, right? When someone lashes out on us. I remember being stopped by the police once and being out and they started asking me about when I last smoked marijuana. And I said, well, I actually have never smoked marijuana. And the officer was like, yeah, right, buddy. That kind of treatment for a long time bothered me. But I remember at some point recognizing that when a stranger says something like that, flips you off because they feel like you cut them off in traffic, whatever it is, it really has nothing to do with you. It's mm. their their anger, their frustration, whatever they're holding inside of them, poofing out. It could have been you or somebody else just as easily. And so it helped me to stop taking that personally and just to see, okay, this has something to do with that person, not with me. But you talked about when it's somebody close to you. And I feel like that's a completely different game when it's someone you care about who is not kind to you or someone that you're kind of wrapped up in your life it with. It gets more tricky when you're wrapped up with people because, of course, I think the saying it takes two is completely apt in this situation. And maybe you're always the punching bag. Maybe you're the one doing the punching. Maybe there's back and forth. But for some reason, there is some sort of habitual pattern going on and I think that requires a refocusing for us and re-looking at things mm -hmm. in order to kind of see what is really going on without the judgments. But it's difficult to step away from judgments with people we've known for so long because it's often hard for our ego to let go of past transgressions and to say, you know what, I'm going to start right from this moment and all I'm going to do is talk about how you left the toilet seat lit up. Never mind the 5,000 other times. Nope. That's our ego <laughs> getting in there and irking us. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. And I really think this is an important thing to point out that we know neurologically, I think they've, they've been doing these, you know, yeah. scientists have been kind of studying how we work psychologically. And we tend to remember something negative far more than we remember the positive. And that's really important to know about your brain. Yeah, I think it is. And I think over time we can transform that with a lot of mindfulness practice. But our default does seem to be that we remember that negative. So what that means is that sometimes if I look back at people who I feel like were toxic in my life, to use that label, and I really think about it honestly, there are probably a lot of positives in that connection but my mind focused on the negatives. So if someone is, uh, they just, their mind works so that when they get frustrated, they lash out at the people around them. Then I could have a week of positive experiences with this person and then they lash out at me and that can color the entire week. Oh, absolutely. One little moment can ruin a whole bunch of other moments. Right. Well, even, yeah. Yeah, well, go ahead. Or just even though that one moment may have lasted five minutes as opposed to, you know, hours and hours of positive experience. So like you said, it's vital to understand that our brain unfairly focuses on the negative. 
and to consciously pay attention to the positive parts of a relationship as well. Exactly. And to our life in general. For example, maybe you work with a coworker who, as you were saying, rubs you the wrong way and you have a little kerfuffle with them, let's say, right before lunch, then you get to pick up your kids because you've got an extra long lunch window and you guys go to the park. And then later on, oh, you're going to get to have some time with your spouse, just you and the other person, and it's going to be lovely. Now you have two ways to go forward in that day. The one is to say, yep, I had this interaction with a coworker. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but, you know, I can see whatever. And you could be present with your kids and you can be present with your spouse. Or you can be fuming when you're with your kids. Not notice anything they really tell you. Be upset for the rest of your day. Get to your time with your spouse and just start venting. You know, so-and-so at work was doing this again and that again. And what has that done to your whole day? That's where you have the power. There's always a choice. Maybe you're going to say, I mean, I like to have venting sessions, but I like to say, you know what? I just need to vent and I have to say that to myself so I know I'm doing it. Mm. And then I can say, look, I just want to talk for five minutes about how this really frustrated me. And then I want to come back around and be like, what is positive? Do I need to worry about that? Because you could just let that go and it could just be somebody having a bad mood. And how good does that feel when we do that? Because I know I get into bad moods. Oh my gosh. And I'll be like, blah. Then if That's people... not quite well, okay, characterizing it feels, yourself. It feels negative to me. And it's so different to be met with like, hey, this is, you know, this isn't your usual behavior or whatever. And, you know, do you just need to have a walk or shower? Yeah. Or how can I support you? And so if you could just sometimes take things with a grain of salt and instead say, I'm just going to focus on the positive. And maybe it isn't with that particular person. Mm. Maybe you're not going to focus on the positive of your coworker right now. You're just going to focus on how you got to spend lunch with your kids and you get to have a one-on-one with your spouse for supper. So how many of us have done that? I'm sure almost all of us can relate to taking that event where someone was less than nice to us and carrying it with us for so long. There's that Zen story about it, right? Mm -hmm. Where the Zen monk is the old one and the young one and they're walking along and they see a stream. And then on the other side of the stream is this beautiful woman. And the older monk goes across and he picks her up and carries her across the stream because she, you know, to help her not get her feet wet. And and then she goes on her way and the two monks are walking together and the younger one is just starting to fume and ah, ah. And finally he bursts out and he says, how could you do that? We monks are not even supposed to touch other women. Sorry, women (laughs) in general, touch women. And he says, well, I left her back there. Are you still carrying her? And Mm -hmm. that is it. It's so easy to carry that negativity in our minds, in our hearts, and to just prolong it and keep it going and going. And it can ruin days. One moment, one word that somebody says to you can ruin days just by the power of that carrying it. But that's us. Well, it, it is us. And I think it has the side effect of perhaps increasing the toxicity we feel for that person because if we start to carry that longer and longer and longer the person that we dislike who did that or the event or whatever blows out of proportion into this terrible horrible thing yes so in a weird way we also add to the negativity and i think you know if we could just switch around and focus on the positive so we need to be aware our brains want to look at the negative and 
you know, it's going to help us out a lot if we can just take a breather, know that about ourselves, and maybe laugh and be like, oh yeah, I can see how I just want to get upset about that. Wow. So in some ways, I'm not saying in all ways, but in some ways, I create that toxic person by carrying their words or whatever it was in my mind, playing it over and over, emphasizing it, and turning them into someone that is just evil instead of maybe someone who's had a bad day or or, okay we don't know all the stories behind other people but you know the other thing is that we then also allow them the power to make us be upset or sad or frustrated and then we are doing that thing again where we're giving away our choices to somebody else yeah but i want to talk really quick not even necessarily really quick but i wanted to put this in here if every day you're coming home to talk to your spouse about the coworker because again and again and again there are things that are happening that's when i think that should be a flag and you should maybe stop and consider this is a continued source of irritation and it means i should look more closely either a i'm not doing a great job of working on my positivity and of focusing on other things maybe i am not communicating very well because how we communicate with others is also really telling or b maybe i do need to go see my boss and say hey could you split us up and not have us on the same team or even look this job is not for me there's a number of reasons i don't like it this coworker is just adding to them so at some point if there's repetition or if it's really 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 heavy for you then you might need to do something different Okay, this is important because when we talk about transforming things in our lives, we also have to have the wisdom to recognize the things we can't change Mm -hmm. or the things that are currently beyond our capacity, our emotional, spiritual capacity. We should have no shame in saying, you know what, I'm just not there yet. I can see that that would be a great place or way for me to go forward, but I I don't have it in me. I'm not there yet. So there are the cases of a boss who's just on a power trip and just is going to treat you like crap. There's cases of real-life abuse that happens, spousal abuse, for instance. And there are times when it's, it's very appropriate and the right thing to do to just look and say, this is too much, I'm getting out of the situation. Yeah, or even let's bring it down a notch and say, there are some friends or acquaintances of ours who... Maybe at one point it seemed like it was going to be great, but you realize, you know, this isn't really filling me up and I don't think we're really helping each other to be our better selves. Is this a, quote, friend I need to keep? Mm. And that's a hard one. But in some ways, if you can turn your attention towards the people who you do feel filled up with, then eventually that's what fills your vision are all of the people that are positive and the people who want to work on positive communication. And you can start to spot more quickly the relationships or the people that's like, eh, I don't, I'm just not going to go there. I'm going to call my other friend who we always, you know, look at the positive together. Okay, so this brings up an important flip side to our brains always being really good at emphasizing the negative. And that is recognizing that our brains also have a capacity to adapt to negative and to see that as Mm, normal. mm -hmm. So 
if we uh, we can just, for instance, get used to that boss that belittles us and treats us like mm-hmm. crap every time we go to work, but we can start to think, well, this is a good job, it pays well, I should do this, and not recognize the toll that is taking mm-hmm. on us. So mindfulness practice in general helps us to start to recognize where our mental energies are going and to see, wow, this is draining me day after day after day. And that is the time when it's really important to look and say, maybe you're getting a great paycheck, but look at the life that you're experiencing Mm -hmm. in trading for that money. Is that a worthwhile trade? Yeah. And probably will look no matter how much the money is and say, no, that maybe I'd be a lot happier if I was making one tenth of this income and I was not dealing with that kind of negativity that you bring that up. It makes me think of two things. The first is a number of people, actually everyone I've ever known who has decided to go from a really stressful, high paying job to making a lot less money with a lot more time. I have never heard them say, this really sucks and I'm so sad and I think I'm going back to the other way. You know what? I have never heard anybody say that. That's yet. true. Maybe someone out there knows or is that person, and which is fine. I just, I'm just saying I think people in general that I know are much happier when there isn't that trade yeah. of your life energy for money. Secondly, I think what you're talking about is important because it's talking about listening. And I was wanting to bring up listening to others, but listening to ourselves, Mm. the positive attitude that we take out into the world begins inside of us. It isn't something we get from other people. It's something we have and then share with the world. And if we don't listen to ourselves, so the point you brought up about just, this is normal. Of course, I should be belittled in my relationship. Of course, I'm not good enough. I mean, that's our society's message all the time. You're not good enough unless you buy this product. We get used to that. Mm-hmm. And so in a relationship, no big deal. Everybody tells us that all the time on the radio and the television and everything else. Listening and saying, wait a second, I don't feel good like that. What is really important to me? That helps us to see. So I think it's almost a really important practice to cultivate a place of stillness for yourself where you feel safe, where you feel positive, and where you can listen to yourself. Wow. Coming back to preaching mindfulness and meditation, huh? That happens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing is that then that helps you to listen to other people. And sometimes listening is all that somebody else needs. You might run up against a toxic tornado of a person, and instead of retaliating and voodoo-dolling back, hint, hint, (laughs) is that the opposite of a voodoo doll? Like a... Ood-oof doll. What? That's voodoo backwards. Ood-oof. Whoa, you're right? good. <laughs> then, like, you do nice things yeah. for the person. Well, and... some of those little, you know, the poppets, you can do nice things. You can fill it with basil and lavender. And... I don't know, feed it chocolate and cream. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying, instead of coming back with that same energy, that's like, okay, you're going to be in my face, I'm going to be in your face. You just listen, or you are a an open space that just lets that tornado flow through and nothing happens. Sometimes that's all the magic that it takes for that person. You can almost watch them deflate and then come to the place 
of, I want to say almost like their inner nature or, or their baseline where suddenly, wow, they're able to see what's going on all because you were able to be still and listen. Becca, I think that listening is literally one of the most powerful tools we can have in our kind of toolbox. It is, and it's a shame because it's so potent. It's ability to diffuse even almost violent situations. Yes, that kind of reminds me. Can I tell a story? Sure, sure. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Is this the one at the gas station yeah. where that guy was really getting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should start. Ah, uh, so... He, this is when you were younger. Yeah. Were we in your white pickup truck? I think we were. And had this white pickup truck of death. <laughs> I loved that pickup truck. It was wonderful. But it was rusted out on the bottom and I could see the ground as we were driving. Have I said this before? Oh my gosh. I could see the ground as we were driving along and I'd always have to hold on to the old Jesus bar. Because you were a bad driver back then. I, I mean, was I'm a sorry. horrible I'm driver. I'm being really honest. No, I totally <laughs> own up to that. I was, I had so many tickets and oh, it was horrible. Anyway, that white pickup truck took us on a lot of adventures. And so we were over a lot of jumps too. <laughs> we were at the gas station filling up the white pickup truck and there was this guy. Oh, he was, he was getting pretty, Can, I mean, he wasn't actually hitting anybody yet, but he was spit flying out of his mouth yelling at the person behind the counter so it's been a long time i think i just went up you know and having the martial arts background i think always has given me that confidence to go up because i'm not really afraid of getting hit or things like that and then and go up and just asked him if we could go outside and talk. Yeah, I remember it because I wasn't inside i was waiting and i saw you come out with this guy and i was like oh my gosh because this guy he looked really pretty ruffled. And I was thinking, what is Kenton doing? And in my mind, I'm like, please don't bring him into the truck with us. <laughs> but <laughs> but you just sat down out on the curb, I remember. Yeah. And it was really amazing because I didn't hear the conversation. You'll have to fill in on kind of what happened. But I could watch literally him going from super volatile to way, way, way taken down. And... I feel like all you did was just listen to him. It was really just listening, you know, and I, it was interesting. It was a little mistake I made, which I'll relate here, but the mistake ended up being good because he started talking at first. He said, nobody understands because he said, I'm a vet and, and the things I've seen and, and, you know, the medications I have to take now. And, and I said, yeah, I understand. And he said, no, you don't. And it was really pretty like, yeah. yeah, he was upset. And, and I, instead, that was a moment when I could have reacted and said, well, like, F you, buddy. You know, I'm just here to try to help. But instead, I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I have no idea, do I? Because mm, That's that power of validation. Yeah. And that's when he started coming down and talking to me. And that was just a really good example of, for me of how that not trying to fight back, not trying to attack the attack with force, but rather just listening and being receptive, had this tremendous power of diffusing something. And it, well, think about with our kids. Oh, yeah. This is, I was going to say, I'm really not advocating you go out and find volatile people and try to <laughs> <laughs> try to get them to set, calm down, but it does work really well for family members or people that are close to us. Boy, when our girls are upset about something, Instead of trying to get them to see a certain thing a certain way 
or whatever pressures we might try to exert or even kind of try to quote help, the best thing we can do is just take them in our laps and listen to them and say, you know, tell me about it and say, yeah, gosh, I can see, you know, from your perspective, how that would be really tough. And that boy, nothing else settles them down as well as that. Yeah. I think that's, that's a power of when we listen, we tell the other person that we care about them, that we are compassionate and we come to their level. And then that receptivity is very, very infectious. They're finding that right now as, you know, in our world, we have all kinds of people that are wrestling with different messages. And I'm just going to say, you know, well, the word that we use is conspiracy theories, but I'm not going to use that word. All kinds of different beliefs that are being presented. Yeah, because it's more than just that. It happens in our lives every day. Oh, yeah. Even from growing up, like, do I believe what my mom says or what my dad says or what my teacher says or what my friends say? (laughs) And so when trying to convince other people of your position, they're finding that you can present every fact in the world. You can be as logical or rational as you want, and it does nothing. It actually strengthens the person's Mm. belief. But coming to another person's level in the sense of listening and communicating and being receptive, that's when both people open up and can hear each other again. Mm-hmm. When that happens, that's so powerful and so magical and transformative. Yeah, it is. I think that's, I think what it is, is we just all want to be seen as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. not as our emotions or our choices or anything, but when we listen to somebody else, we're saying to them, hey, I just see you as the same as me. You're valuable enough to me to just sit here and listen to you. I don't need to get anything out of you. I don't need to change your mind. I'm just here for you right now. Wow. Hey, should we do our action points? Yeah, let's do our action points. Okay, it's time for you to unleash your life. (laughs) That was like a little sweet one. That was a sweet one. I remember last time it was yelling across the room with exuberance. I always want to yell, but I'm keeping it tame. I like that one, especially the face you made. She made this really sweet kind of (laughs) loving face. (laughs) All right, let's hit the first one. Okay, action point number one is gratitude. We talk about this a lot because it is so important. It's Mm. one of those things that you can't just have without practicing it yeah you practice it it gets stronger and stronger inside of you and the gratitude is just a way of looking at any given situation or group of situations and picking out the positive parts of it we know that our mind loves to focus on the negative this trains our mind to also see the positive. Do not worry. Your mind will not lose its ability to see the negative. That won't happen. That just never seems to go away. That won't happen. And it's a really good indicator if you use generalizations like always and never. Uh-huh. That would tell you then that you're not really in a place of gratitude unless you're like, oh, you're always so sweet. You're always so wonderful. But in general, that kind of thing is going to clue you in. Well, I should take a step back. And sometimes we can't find gratitude right in the moment that we're in. Um, It helps to have a gratitude journal that you can go back and read some things about. Or it helps to just say, okay, I can see I'm in a negative mindset right now. I'm not going to make any big decisions. And sometimes when someone is really toxic in our life, and for whatever reason we're choosing not to step out of that situation, but this is a situation we're going to stay in and try to transform, then Having some gratitude, looking at that person, for instance, we'll just use that generic coworker as an example, mm-hmm. 
and seeing if there's a few things you can appreciate about that person in your mind. And when we start to do that, we might find over time that that person oddly becomes less toxic. Mm -hmm. Because remember, a lot of the toxicity is our own mind creation. I'm not saying it doesn't have something to do with the actions of the other person, but we add to it, often heavily, by our focus on the negative. Yeah, so just find the things that you are grateful for. It can just be something simple or something big, anything at all, and practice all the time. Number two. Number two. Find. That was the turkey trailer voice. Number two. You did it. What? The turkey. All turkey. Yeah, you did it. Okay, okay. Hey, that's great. Okay, okay. Find a support person or support group. Some people who are really positive. They are out there. When you find someone like that, whoa, it's like uh, an infusion of goodness into your life. And you can do that for each other. And this can counter a lot of the mind's tendency to focus on the negative. It's really helpful if you have someone that you can communicate with about lots of different things in your life in a good way. So not just a feel-good friend who's like, yeah, I'm going to come and distract you and cheer you up, which is good, but someone who also can handle if you are upset or you are down and who can be there, who can validate you, but who can also have the courage to say, Hey, I know you want to work on positive communication, positivity. Do you think there's a way that you could shift this situation through your attitude or what you see? And so that kind of friend who can be there to help you positively sort through something that's challenging. A friend like this is someone who has some of the quality that we call wisdom. And the cool thing about wisdom is that when you're interacting with someone who has wisdom, they're interacting back with you. You guys build wisdom together over time. Ooh, that's kind of neat. Almost like a video game. Yeah, it's very mutually uh, growth-oriented. And it's not always easy to find someone like that, but the world is big and vast, and the connections we can make through in-person or online sources, it's definitely possible to find somebody absolutely or even a group of people there are groups a lot of them are local that you might not have even heard of before because it's just some person who said you know what i want to get mothers together every tuesday afternoon and then you have this wonderful outlet where you can start learning and sharing and be like oh my gosh it's harder than i thought but this is the wonderful thing so remember that you can always ask around and find something that isn't necessarily flashing out in front of you, you know? Yeah. I mean, some examples are just coming to my mind are, well, it could be a life partner. It could be a pastor. It could be a therapist who you hire. It could be, I'm trying to think there's some, uh, nothing's coming to mind right offhand, but yeah, but there's groups that are devoted to positivity. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. And if it's a group that likes to go out in nature, so much the better. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, action point number three, practice listening. Oh, the power of listening. Yeah, we have definitely talked about that. Yes. And it's something actually to practice. It isn't something, again, like gratitude that you're like, okay, I got that skill under my belt. I know how to do that now. You get better and better and better the more that you practice it. Yeah, true listening comes without judgment. It's the ability to sit down 
and be receptive and not be forming thoughts in our own mind of what we're going to say next, but to really hear that person. So to do that, wow, the more we practice it, the better we get, but it's a lifelong journey. You can get better and better yeah, your whole life. I think for me, just this one thing I want to add is that my ego wants to get in the way when somebody is sharing with me, especially if it has to do with my actions. And it's very important for me to realize, look, ego, I'm really kind of trying to get rid of you in my life anyway. And so I almost have to say to myself in my head, when I listen to this person, I am not, as you said, not going to form any judgments, but I'm not even going to try to say anything other than validating phrases. Wow. And I'm going to ask myself, is there anything actually true about what they're saying that I might gain from this? Mm. Wow. So because I can be defensive, I guess it's that perfectionistic thing. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, this one is only for people who have a very adventurous mindset. And it's, well, it's kind of fun. Right, an extra emotional energy, I would say. Yeah. yeah. You want to be in a good place before you take on something like this. Yeah. Um, this one is make a person a, well, this doesn't sound very good, a project. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> kind of bad, but it's good in its heart. <laughs> so don't judge it by the name, okay? <laughs> Can we use that coworker again? Yeah. Okay, so you've got this coworker. And they have permanent frown lines and they are always in a snippy mood and you just hardly have ever heard them say anything nice to anybody. Everybody complains about them. Everybody wishes they would get a new job. And you decide you're going to make this person your, quote, project. And what we mean by that is this is going to end up being internal, not so much about the other person and changing them, but that's the superficial goal is to say, can I make some transformations in that person through being really positive myself, mm -hmm. showing them maybe some kindness that they're not receiving from other areas of their life, asking them out to lunch, giving them some kind words, bringing them a gift. Or even just disarming them when they come through with a snippy comment and saying, hey, Thanks for pointing that out. And, you know, by the way, I love the color of those earrings today. They really bring out your eyes. They're going to be like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, just not following their same habit and pattern, not playing along. Yeah. Remembering that that playing along, so much of this negativity needs a bounce back. Without the bounce back, it can't continue feeding. It's like a volley in tennis. If one person puts their racket down, the ball falls and doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah, well, and what all of this leads to is back to mindfulness, which requires, these situations require us to be present. You know, sometimes we end up with toxic events. I'm not going to say people or relationships because I think a toxic happening is just that. It's like any emotion, it comes and it goes. We end up with one of those because we're not paying attention, because we are just following the same habit, the same rut, the same cycle we have with another person, instead of saying, oh, I'm gonna be present and I'm gonna try to get them to smile. Having that project suddenly makes you conscious every time you're around that person. Mm. And being conscious and being aware is really what it's about in the end. Yeah, and that serves as a reminder that if you take this on, to really hold that goal of transforming the other person very lightly, 
but hold the goal of transforming yourself through developing more mindfulness, more compassion, more awareness, more creativity. Hold that goal as the real one that you're trying to go for here. Because when you transform yourself, that really, really changes your world. I know it sounds kind of new agey or something, but when those inner transformations happen, the mirror or the, uh, the lens that you see the world through is altered and transformed. And then everything appears different to you. Well, and the world does reflect to us a lot how we are and what we choose. And so when you're choosing positivity, it gets reflected back to you. Okay, so I'm going to take my little voodoo doll Can we here. take the pin out of the oh, eye? Ouch. I cannot okay. stand that. There. How yes. about the big toe? No, not... No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to make a little bed for it. And... Uh-huh, right. Oh, I'll put it outside in nature. Give it back to nature. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, maybe I'm the birds sure will peck it apart or... and use it for a nest. <laughs> Transformation. See, love? It's a good thing. You know what? <laughs> this could represent you. Can I have that pin? Um, Pain in the butt? Are you feeling that ooh. here? <laughs> you know what? Please share with us your journey of transforming negative into positive. And maybe if you have any uh, good advice to share with all of us about ways that we can transform toxic relationships and our toxic viewpoint of the world into something a bit more filled with gratitude and love. We are so grateful to you all. Thank you for listening. Remember, our book is out. We would love to hear from you, what you think about it, Chasing Turkeys. And you can find it at rewildyou.com slash bookstore. Okay. Mwah, mwah, mwah.